episode 60. Welcome to Dharmic Evolution. Hey everybody, I'm your host, James Kevin O'Connor, singer, songwriter, audio video artist, and master storyteller. I have Naila Rocks from Houston, Texas, about to step up to the microphone, but she won't be there long. She's a globetrotter. She's also a very talented singer, songwriter, DJ. She's got the entertainment chops and she's about to share with you and I. So strap up your seatbelts and let's go for a ride. So uh, so you're in Houston and, and uh, it looks like a lovely day there. It is absolutely gorgeous. I think it's about 81 degrees. Oh, jealous, jealous here. I'm in New Jersey. It's uh, oh. it's about 38, but but we're dealing with a very mild winter so far, so no complaints here. So uh, am I saying it right? Naela. Naila, yes. Naila. I need to pronounce the E a little harder, but um, yeah. you are the very first Naila I've ever met in my life, so I'm oh. in v- like brand new territory, and I love that. What a beautiful name. Thank you. Thank you very much. So, I mean, one who succeeds, actually. One who succeeds? Yeah. That's fantastic. Mm-hmm. So is it is it a derivative of the French word, or where does it come from? Uh, it's Hebrew. Hebrew, oh, it's Hebrew and Arabic, I believe. Oh, yeah. very nice. Very yeah. nice, indeed. So uh, you got a lot of stuff to cover here, girl. Where do I start? <laughs> Man, like, you know, I'm, I got to tell you, I'm a, a bit of a neophyte in the, um, in the world of the DJs. I've had a few on, but mm-hmm. I'm learning more and more about it. And I love what you guys do. I mean, it's just so cool. So tell me, how did you get into the DJ world? Uh, actually, it just kind of happened by chance. I started... Um, picking up lessons from one of my neighborhood friends took me about two hours and within a month I had a really nice gig at an upscale martini lounge in a very uh, hot area here in Houston Texas so I did that for a little while and uh, just picked up you know from that and started to work with other DJs in the city Um, mainly I'm a vocalist and that's really where I picked up the DJ world from because I was releasing my vocals online with other DJs and they would put remixes and mashups and so I learned from there so um, so you were a musician first first and foremost were you a songwriter um, you know vocalist like at first or did you get into that by virtue of doing DJ work um, I actually was a vocalist songwriter first. Okay, yeah. I kind of had a feeling, and great voice, by the way. Yeah, thank you. Thank you very much. Yeah, so, so you got into this, and you went from the Martini Lounge to, it looks like, bigger venues. Yeah, bigger venues. Um, started performing uh, at expos, and then began a trail of music on SoundCloud, and using third-party sites like Reverb Nation and Sonic Bids. And then, uh, yeah, now I'm releasing uh, whole songs in Moscow under Fashion Music Records. So it just happened that way. Well, congratulations. And, uh, you know, tell me about um, the DJ world. It started from what I remember. It's like 10 years now that it that it's really <laughs> blowing up like more and more every year. Is that about yeah. right? Yeah, it's blowing up more and more every year. You know, the only reason why I got into it was because I was a singer-songwriter, and I felt like if I brought more to my performances, that that would, you know, attract a better attention toward my whole set. 
so yeah, but I'm watching it grow now. It's all on commercials. It's on car commercials. It's uh, you know, it's it's on the airplanes now. It's really taken the whole world by by storm, you know. But it seems like the DJ um, environment is as big or getting as big as uh, regular music artists, right? Yeah. I mean, yeah. some of these huge, like, like um, theaters, not even theaters, like stadiums, I'm like, wow, what is going on here? Like, especially, like, South America, it seems to be really hot yeah. down there. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Ibiza, Saint-Tropez, Dubai, uh, a lot of those places, Brazil, and it's not just a room of a few thousand. You're talking about tens of thousands of people. Wow, you know, I gotta get stage. I gotta get my spacesuit on and get out of New Jersey. <laughs> I gotta get into this groove. Hey, so l- let's give everybody a little taste here and make me feel. Awesome. This is Naila. Check this out. That's hot. So tell us about that song, Naila. Okay, Make Me Feel was uh, basically, well, one of my many relationships that didn't work. And Oh, you had bas- some of those too. 
<laughs> yeah, yes, unfortunately. But it made me a wonderful um, lyricist, I guess, yes. and put my emotions into a song. And it was really about miscommunication. Wasn't sure if the person was one foot in, one foot out. So I was like, you know, make me feel like a woman. Make me feel like I'm someone special to you. That's really what it was about. And when you wrote this, how did you come up with this? Were you just like, like you were thinking about it, obviously, but when you went to write it, did you sit down at a piano? Did you just take out a notebook? How did, how did it come into, like, how did you hammer it into the, uh, the song that it is right now? Yeah, by way of guitar. I had okay. a, at the time, Israeli producer we were, I was working with, he played guitar a lot. And the instant he played that one guitar riff, I just draw out my notebook and I wrote that song maybe in under 10 minutes. It just came to me naturally. Right. And of course, I played around with the lyrics some more and he added more instrumentation. And for you know, that's what we created. Great. I love it. And and when you're creating songs, what do you do? Do you go out to like uh, small bars to try them out, open mics? Do you, do you do like some road testing with your material first? Or do you just go right in the studio? I just go right into the studio. Okay. It's, yeah, it's been the practice of mine for a while to be a recording artist. Now I'm getting more into performances and open mics and performing in front of people. Uh, this song in particular, it's just, it's been a studio kind of session that I'm, I'm just able to create and put my emotions there first. Right. And and you said uh, and in Texas, did you say you're in Austin? I'm in Houston, or actually. Houston, I'm sorry. Mm -hmm. Houston. I get my stuns mixed up sometimes. <laughs> so so you're in Houston. So what's the scene like there? I mean, is it um is it lots of rockin' music or like it's a lot of clubs or what's going on with, with the music scene in Houston? Yeah, so I'm not from here and I decided to stay because there's so many people moving here year by year by year. They said 100,000 people moved here last year alone. So because of the energy corridor here, it's the energy corridor of the war world. Right. So you have all these mixed nationalities here and people want to be entertained. Yeah, you can go to Austin, but Austin had uh, a lot of like the uh, computer science companies there yeah and a lot of them closed down so you know there's still artists and venues there people go down there to rock out but here in houston there are quite a few venues open mics constantly it's not hard to get a show here at all right so do you do you play out a lot yeah i do do you great so where did you grow up you're not from houston originally where did you grow up as a little girl yeah, I grew up in between California, D.C., Memphis. I spent a lot of my high school years in Memphis, Tennessee. Okay. Yeah, and I've just been traveling around after I graduated high school, went to college, and moved to Minneapolis. I'm, I consider myself a nomad. Like, I don't really have a home, so to speak. You got a gypsy soul, girl. <laughs> I sure do. My mom says it all the time. Yeah, do you, you, but I bet you're comfortable with that. I am. I am. I've always been the new girl in school. So that kind of like in later in life, I always wanted to travel, meet people. And I lived in Dubai for a little while. I lived in Israel for a little while. And it's not new to me anymore. I feel like the world is my playground. Wow, that is so cool. And, you know, it's so funny. You grew up down like in Memphis for a while. And, mm -hmm. and it, you know, the Southern people just couldn't get a hold of you, could they? <laughs> no country in this girl. Uh-uh. Well, you know, I actually was in a blues band and a jazz ensemble band in Memphis. That's where I got my start. I right. did vocal training there with a, a lady at the Black Arts Academy. 
Uh, she was classically training me there and just uh, did some recording artists there, uh, some recording at the, um, there's many, many studios, Sun Studio, Art Artisan Studio there in Memphis, uh, Selecto Hits. There's a nice music scene there, but I was so young and um, joined a band. So I did get my start in Memphis. So at some point, you felt that you were going to be on the road a lot. When did that occur to you to say, you know, I really dig this. I like not being in one place. I like to keep moving. What what point did that occur to you? Uh, I think in 2006, when I became a flight attendant for a regional airline. Aha, the yeah. old flight attendant. <laughs> this is what it's like. I love this, right? <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I had to earn a living, you know. Yeah, you got that. And, and you know, why not? I mean, why not make money and be in the air going to exciting places all the time? So yeah. I think that had a real catalyst on your music, no? Oh, yeah, of course. Yeah, of course. so all those different experiences. And, and that's why you're, um, you've got such an eclectic flavor to your stuff. Because I, I hear it and I go, man, this is like, it's rocking, it's entertaining. Uh, I love your voice. There's all kinds of cool stuff going on. Glad you like it. Yeah, so with that, let's do another one. How about Angels Need to Fly on right. a commercial airline, no less. <laughs> Thank you. 
very great track. Awesome. So tell me, Naila, why do angels need to fly? Uh, well, it was basically, you know, lies tearing at someone. Uh, and especially if you're like a sweet person, which I consider angels or someone who, you know, don't mean any harm so to speak. Right. And there's someone that comes in and pretty much takes advantage of you. And, you know, and so this song was about basically how you overcome uh, just people that come into your life for the wrong reasons. And I try to make it beautiful and, and epic and just put my heart into it and in the lyrics as well. So this was, par- this was partially a cathartic exercise for you to get rid of some hurt. Oh, yeah, yeah. definitely. Wait, music does that. Songwriting does that, doesn't it? Big time. Certainly. You just go in the studio or wherever you are. I actually wrote this coming back from New York to Houston. Uh-huh. And uh, I guess because I was in an airplane, uh, I was passenger flying at this time, and I was in, in the sky, and I was just like, hmm, angels need to fly. And it became the chorus, and yeah, so there'll be many more remixes to this song, actually. We haven't released it for uh sell yet but it's still a work in progress and i'm happy to put it on soundcloud and other places just to show my variety that's a demo yeah you need to do that so Mm -hmm. you were flying as a passenger when you wrote this but then how many months later did you get your wings well uh actually i had got out of the flight attendant business a little while back but nonetheless it did help me and um Ever since then, I've been jet-setting here, jet-setting there. It's really fun. Yeah, and you're not giving that up anytime <laughs> soon, girl. Oh, no. I, could, yeah. <laughs> I hey, love to travel. Yeah, it's great. It agrees with you. So so I noticed you also, when I was on Reverb Nation, I noticed you blog also. Tell me about that process and uh, how you got into it, and do you make that part of your like weekly thing, or like what is the blog all about with you? Well, I do the blogs about two times a month, okay. and it kind of just kind of just happened. I didn't plan to do it two times a month, but when I looked back, I was like, hey, I'm doing these like two times a month. So yeah. really, whenever I get this notion or this feeling, because I am on there a lot, and I do communicate with fans and people and respond to my messages, I try to be as active and maintain my accounts. You know, I'm a real person, so I do like to interact with people, Right. and one of them is you know, putting the blogs up and showing them a little piece of who I am outside of the music. You know, there's a lot of bending against the rules and trying to find my 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 happy medium, this balance between doing music and being stable and, you know, relationships, just being a human being. So right. putting those blogs up helped me to also release that side of me. It's kind of venting a little bit. Yeah, and I when you read them back, does it gives you give you a more concrete perspective of you? Absolutely, yeah. I do read them back, and I just say to myself, "Where was I at?" Or "Wow," and sometimes it motivates me because you know I'm like, "Who is this person writing this stuff?" Yeah, it's almost like an out of body experience sometimes because you write it like you said, and you go back and you go, "Was this me that wrote yeah. this? This is cool." And Absolutely. and gives you like a, it's almost like a kind of like a diary type thing too, you know, progress in your life and where you're going, what have you, what are you doing? Um, yeah. What else are you working on these days? Or do you do anything outside of music? Do you have any other creative outlets? Yeah, actually, I am starting a beverage company. All um, right. Yeah, it's 
it really helps because the uh, the city here in Houston, like uh, there's so many people here, and it, it's like a local thing. So I'm starting out local. And uh, am I going to see Naila's vodka on the shelf soon? No, no, no. This is a health <laughs> beverage. It'll be oh, not giving Tito's a run for their money, huh? Oh, no. yes. <laughs> <laughs> Austin brand. Yeah. So what kind of so what kind of deal is it? Is it like a soft drink or what is it? It's a kombucha drink, which is a natural culture um, derived from a symbiotic colony of bacteria and yeast. Really good for your tummy and good for your energy and. So I'm a health nut as well. So you can get all the singers and 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 people, you know, especially singers drinking this, right? Probably, absolutely. Yes. Yeah, because we all got to guard our voices, right? That's the worst thing. You get a cold, like I'm just at the end of one now, and I'm still coughing oh. a little bit. It seems to attack the voice all the time. Poor thing. Yeah, it's yeah. So yeah, that's I a- just keep my neck wrapped up. Yeah, it's a good idea. You have to do that. So that's exciting. So uh, is this taking up a lot of your time to work this, on this? Yeah, this takes up my time. I began a book. I began a book about a year ago, not even a year ago, and I'm still adding you know, pieces to it here and there. I didn't think it would be, uh, you know, so I don't want to say difficult, but it's definitely challenging writing about yourself. Yes. You know, you're like, how much do you want to put out there? And then how much do you want to conceal, you know? Yeah. So I'm still kind of finding that balance with the book and when I want to release it. Do you have a title uh, yet? Yeah, it's actually, right now the title is The Girl, The Little Girl Who Dreamt of Wings. All right. It's, and wings is symbolization of, you know, your heart's desire and things like that. And right. And I really like wings, if you haven't noticed. I, I see that a lot. It keeps coming up all the time. It does. And, you know, it's not only just the, the word, but you uh, you take it right to the literal extreme, right? <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Dreamt of wings. I, I like that. Yeah. So so it's basically, is it kind of like an autobiography? So it's all about your life and how you grew up and what, what went on with you? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. There is... Um, because, I mean, there's only so much I can talk about, you know, in an interview or on a blog. And so I'd figure, why not put it in a book, those details that I don't tell people about what happened here, what happened there. Right. And uh, I plan to release it with my next EP, at, you know, either the book for sale or the EP for sale. But one of them is going to be free. Great. That's my gift. So when you were a little girl, like, when did it occur to you that, that you, like... The light bulb went off and said, this this music is grabbing me. Like, were you like 10 years old? Were you 8 years old? Were you 15? Like, when did it happen for you that you said, I'm being pulled into this world of music? Well, you know, I talk to my mom about this a lot. And she always goes back to kinder, preschool, actually, before kindergarten. She said that um, the first day of kindergarten, of preschool, my teacher called her telling her that I was a singer. I was singing. The new preschool, they wanted me to sing for their, for their opening. That was one instance. And then later in like uh, second grade, I did my first uh, cassette tape. I had a teacher in third grade, my third grade, uh, my brother's third grade teacher. Um, he took some lyrics that I wrote to her and happened that her husband was a jingle writer. So they took my song, they recorded it, I recorded it, and that was my first song ever recorded in second grade. Wow. So I was maybe about eight years old, eight, seven, something like that. 
and since then it's just been I've noticed like okay this must be something that's just boiling inside of me ready to just jump out there yeah a girl were you so, uh, did you go into depression because it took you so long um, <laughs> to, to realize I'm a, I'm a budding artist in second grade or whatever it was. <laughs> you know, I, I remember like it was yesterday. They, the teacher put me in the middle of the class. She gave us all popsicles to celebrate my first recording in second grade. And the school loved it. You know, it's just elementary. You know, you don't think, oh, in a few years, I'm going to be in jazz ensemble. And, then, and right. oh, I'm going to go on to be a pop star in, in Moscow. It's yeah. weird, you know, but it, it happens that yes. way. So the so the Moscow, not to jump away from this, but how did that happen? The Moscow thing, you moved there. What what happened? How did you end up there? No, I just uh, I found a DJ online YouTube okay. and asked him, "Can I, you know, record to some of his stuff?" I flew to New York to record at this Quad Studio in Manhattan, and uh, they took good care of me spit out the song and they released one of my songs over there and they ca came back for more they were like hey we, we could you you know could you sing on this song or could you do this and then they started deeming me the american vocal house diva and i was like what me no way yeah you, know? you scared and them <laughs> like you're like whoa look at this girl she's got Nothing it all going on <laughs> <laughs> you must have been like you must have been like so shocked like what, look at how easy this was man this i gotta oh, pull this off i'm gonna take over europe and all uh, of the eastern Bloc countries right <laughs> yeah you know i've been to riga uh, actually in the baltic seas and that's when i first really enjoyed house music and tech house and techno i had never heard of it really right and this was back in like 2007 and i was like well wow this is amazing and then from there who, who would have known that eventually i'd had the opportunity to sing on something like that yeah so th this is a good time to play this next one keep on rocking all right naila check this out
Nayela, that's great. That is just great. Awesome. Hey, tell me, uh, can you tell me about the production on that? Like, who's working with you on that? And I love that funky left hand <laughs> bass. I just love that. It's driving oh. me. I'm gonna have I'm gonna have my speakers rocking when we hang up. I'm gonna be <laughs> dancing around this room like you can't believe. So <laughs> yeah. So tell me how um how you come up with this. How does the whole production go from from nothing to what it is right now? You know, honestly, I was in I was in Dubai at the time and which was just just got back recently and I was writing this song. I wrote about 10 takes to this thing. And the guys, you know, Fashion Music Records DJ favorite uh, Dimitri Kolf, he's the producer behind the original mix. Right. And he, you know, he just believed in me. He allowed me to take as long as I needed. This what it's so simple, but sometimes you know how writers we can be so complex. No, we're all nuts. And then, yeah, and then <laughs> there's that other side where you need to learn simplicity, right. and this was one of them. And yeah. it brought that side out of me, and I wrote Keep on Rocking because I was thinking more of for like kids, for commercials, for something that could be more than what it was. And they loved it. They, you know, four remixes, about three record companies right now picked it up on their own licensing terms, and also I submitted it to a few publishing companies here in the U.S., and... That's it took shape. That's great. Well, yeah, the whole thing is that the groove is simple, but it's all of the things, the the production pieces that are interweaving in and out behind it, which is so great. You know, it's a good message and it's it's yeah. uh, danceable. It's rocking. Yeah. You know, it's yeah, cool. Thank you. Yeah. So so when you um so you have a whole bunch of different resources that you can work with other people, other artists, other producers. Yeah. So you don't have like a one person thing. You just don't go to one producer. You're working with a bunch of different people. Yeah. Yeah. I'm 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 my own person, non-exclusive, but I work with a lot of different people. I'm actually in a rock band now. Uh, yeah. Called, uh, yeah, Ufio. They Ufio yeah, you file here in Houston, Texas. They How do you spell Texas. that so I can come and see you? For sure. We're going to be performing probably in January. We were thinking December, but we're still working on a few more songs. Within the last month, we spit out 10. Nice. And that's from bass to acoustic to electric, coming up with all of the tracks, you know, doing the takes about 100 times. It's uh, it's not like recording artists, I can tell you that. Right. So so here I'm going to take a swing at it. U F I O U F I O. Is that it? Means yeah. U F I O. It means. Um, oh, I was kidding. That's really how you spell it. Great. I'm really clairvoyant today. Uh huh. Okay. Uh -huh. Like a like a like a UFO with the I in the middle. <laughs> got it. Got it. You know okay. we are in Houston, Texas. NASA is like right up the street here. Yeah. <laughs> that's awesome that's awesome so do people come in space uniforms and stuff like you get all <laughs> you know i'm always like come as you are if you want to come in your space suit please do if you want to come in a green paint alien mask we're so <laughs> down here i love it yeah that's great so so you got so much going on so you've, you're in a band now you got the book coming out you got the beverage coming out you're, yeah. you're doing clubs you're doing songwriting you're doing uh you're doing a little bit of everything so how yes. do you you how do you um actually create your life on a monthly or or yearly basis or don't you even do that do you just like handle the situations as you feel in the present moment that's exactly true whatever comes to me at that moment i go for it right you know like i, I do try to plan a little 
you know, but it's like a day-by-day, step-by-step thing. If I t- think too much of the future, you know, I get probably stressed out about that. So I just try to go day-by-day with the kombucha. And the book doesn't happen every day, but I write pieces to it here and there. Right. Uh, the music, you know, definitely we're rehearsing about three times a week. That happens. And outside of, you know, I, I still have plenty of time. There's so, just so much time in a week, the way I look at it, I guess. Right. Right, so you seem like you you should you should create uh, a time <clears throat> management course for the rest of us who are like you have too many projects <laughs> and overworked and don't have enough hours in the day, and you're sitting there going, "No, nah, no, I got all these things going on, but it's really effortless. I don't really do much. As a matter of fact, I go to the salon thrice a week uh, simply because I I have all the time for this. Right? Like, how do you do that? Can you put that in the bottle of your beverage company and sell that to me? You know what? <laughs> I think I'll have to do that. That is an awesome pitch. <laughs> I agree. Yeah. So Houston sounds like it's been really good for you. Yeah, it has. You it know? has. And but but I suspect you're not going to be there for long. Like a year from now, I'll probably get a note for you saying you're back in <laughs> Dubai or you're in Iceland. You know, I, I do you know I actually have listeners in Iceland from this show? Oh my god! And are I don't you know. How, yeah, 27 countries now. I have no idea how that happened. But um, well, let's shout out to Iceland. Yeah, Iceland. How you all guys doing? Do you need any ice cubes up there? <laughs> no, I don't think they do. So it's Greenland, right? Huh. Greenland that needs ice cubes. Yeah, Greenland needs something. I, I think they I don't need think they need more greenery actually. So um so we talked about that. Now tell me about like what you think about the music business because I ask a lot of fellow artists about this all the time. And do you feel like there is plenty of opportunity nowadays, or is it do you feel like it's we should be living back in the day when the record business was a completely different animal. Do you have a, an opinion on that about how you feel as an artist looking forward? I most certainly do. I'd um, love to hear it. Yeah, like such a good question, James. Because as an artist, and you're you know we have to develop our uh, professional side, which is understanding the music business, understanding your rights, right? Understanding the music that you release to the world wide web as well um i've had a few you know hiccups with releasing stuff and finding out later that it's someone else has you know coined or taken some of my words or put it on their lyrics so uh i do appreciate the cert the web engine that's going on the internet engine if it wasn't for the internet uh i don't think i would have as much success i can say that um The way it was back then, a little more cutthroat, a little more you had to get on the street to be heard, you know? Yeah. You had to come up with your own development and your own monies to get around and move around. Whereas here, you can create a fan base online. And then from there, you create your fan base outside of online. So you have two different fan bases. And the f- fan base that's outside of online, you know, your personal um personal life and your touring and things like that they actually go online to look for you right so you got two different worlds now um i do think there's opportunity it just depends on how what you make of it and how you approach it i approached it totally different i used to think about this a while back like how can i become that artist that's recognizable right and you know there's mariah carey there's sade there's seal there's all these artists out there in the world what did they have that was separate from me and then when i started thinking you know what i can't think about those artists i just have to um just you know go about it at my pace get things done i just have to say work ethic is very important 
getting things done in a timely manner, being on time, being punctual. Uh, work, work ethics can create opportunity for you, I believe. Yeah, I think you're right. I mean, there was, a, I don't know if you caught this, they had, um, oh, was it Pitbull on recently? He was on one of the major, <laughs> major channels. And, you know, he's like, uh, music business, 95% business and 5% talent. You I know, agree. And, you know, he's all about the hustle, you know, and it, it was really, really interesting. So um, what you've yeah. just stated is in perfect alignment with, with what he says. And, and I happen yeah. to agree that, um, you know, learning the levers of commerce in this yeah. wonderful time in history uh, is well worth it. I mean, you, you have the good with the bad. I mean, I discovered my album uh, for sale in Russia. <laughs> Oh and, my God. and they've got it up there, and this company's collecting all the money for it. So it's uh, Yuri and his family are making money from James Kevin. And, and uh, I just had to laugh. I said, what am I going to do with this? It's just like crazy, you know? But but that's the bad that goes with the good. But what yeah. you just said is it makes total sense. You have to go out and hustle, it's you know? Hustle, yeah, yeah. Very interesting hustle mentality. And you think about it coming from the streets and how they hustle. This is a whole another hustle here. Yeah, you for know? sure. And, you know, the cool thing is, is though... You take responsibility and you're determining your own future. You know, you're not just sitting back like in the old days and kind of scratching your head and say, well, I'm waiting for my uh, A&R guy to get back to me. No, you do it all. You don't wait for anybody for anything. And uh, while we're talking about that, let's listen to Drifted. Awesome. Naila.
Wow. Wow. Naila. You know, Michael Jackson, he was the king of pop, but darling, you are the queen of cool. Oh, awesome. That <laughs> was awesome. That was awesome. I really love your vocals and your attitude and that whole thing. Very, very cool. Thank you. It's very rebel, stylistic, kind yeah. of like uh, rebellious a little bit. You got to have that, right? Absolutely. You got to push back on whatever's pushing on you. <laughs> That's right. I yeah. always say, you know, like kind of uh, be a little, I'm like elegant, but defiant a yes. little bit. So. I got that from your photos and your videos. <laughs> like and that's also a, a testament to you know who you are which is cool oh, yeah. and oh, yeah. and that's so important it takes uh many of us a long time to figure that out like who what is my brand who am i how do i how do i bring that part of me out to be you know the essence of me as a musical person and you do that very very well <laughs> So, hey, listen, as we're starting to wind down, this is going way, way too fast. I want to find out from you, how can we get the audience to support you and find your music? Where can we buy Naila Rocks? <laughs> you can find a uh, collection of my material on uh, dj.beatport.com. Okay. Um, and it's Naila Rocks. You can find me on iTunes as well, uh, Google Play. Um, and I also have a website, naila-rocks.com. Okay. Mm -hmm. And so when we put in the Naila, is that all one word or do we use the, you have like an apostrophe or some kind of. Yeah, it's an apostrophe. Oh, you it is. You use uh, one word, all words, or the one with the apostrophe. Okay, so it's N-I-E-L-A, Rocks, R-O-C-K-S. Yes. And Naila, this was really fun. I really appreciate you came on like with such short notice, and you immediately <laughs> got back to me and responded so quickly, and I love that when an artist does that because uh, it just it's very flattering to me in the show, and also it gives me such a sense of um, who you are as a person. And uh, well, thank I, you. Yeah, I really appreciate you, and I had a great time hanging with you today on the so did Evolution. I. Yeah, did you have fun? Yeah, you're the best. Thank you for having me on, and I hope to do this again sometime. And now I am your fan, and I'll be checking you out on podcasts. Oh, awesome. I appreciate that. Naila, thanks again, and uh, have a wonderful holiday season, and uh, enjoy the weather down there in Houston, Texas. You, you too. All the best. Wow. Got a new fan out of the deal. I did not expect that. Naila rocks. And what a fan. Charming lady. Really smart. Really great entertainer. Great singer. Songwriter. DJ. Kind of does it all, right? So, um... Don't forget. The book. The beverage. The music. The rock band. You file. Make me feel. Angels need to fly. Keep on rocking and drifted. You know, please support Naila. Check out all her sites. They're in the show notes for your uh, for your entertainment pleasure. And also, don't forget to swing over to dharmicevolution.com. Check out all the content on the site, including my coaching page. If you're a podcaster new to this space or you're thinking of becoming one, I can help you with that. So just email me at kevin at dharmicevolution.com and I'll help you down that rocky road. Also, on the site, there's videos, photos, conversation, music downloads, and links to all of my past guests. So if you've been on this show, you are on that site, so check it out. Don't forget the downloads are free. However, the content, it's priceless. 
Coming up on February 7th, Sunday, we have Joy Villa, another international diva star. Wait till you hear this girl sing, and what a nice lady also. You got to check out Joy on the show. That's it for me today. I'm your host, James Kevin O'Connor, singer-songwriter, audio-video artist, and master storyteller. So until the next time when we meet again, I'll either see you on the socials or I'll see you from a stage. <laughs>